Lillian Hopkins was sitting smugly in the day room with a petition. The petition was to stop the football being shown on the TV downstairs. The four men in the old people's home were displeased. Her frenemy, Ida Delia, who had been married to Lillian's first love before he had been presumed lost in the war, stood behind her, for once on the same side. Both women had made an enormous point of being in mourning for Henry Carr, wearing black every day. Rosie teased Lillian and said it was turning her into a Spanish condesa, which troubled Lillian not at all. Continuing with her conversion to Catholicism, she had added a mantilla, which Rosie was quite shocked at. But she had to admit it was rather dashing, with Lillian's slash of red lipstick and pale face. Also, I might take up smoking, Lillian said, at which Rosie really got annoyed. I'm just trying to hasten being back with my Henry again, and I've heard it's nice. It's not nice, it's foul, said Rosie. Well, all right, perhaps just some heroin. If all the sugar you exist on hasn't killed you, Rosie obviously approved wholeheartedly of sweets as a treat, but Lillian's commitment to them as a full-time diet caused some tension between them. Then I can't imagine a bit of heroin is going to do it. Excellent, said Lillian. Get me some heroin. Ask Moray. Moray doesn't know how to get heroin. Lillian looked at her over the tops of her glasses, as if disappointed at Rosie's naivety. He's a doctor, she said. When I was a girl, all you could get was morphine. When Ebediah Lum got his arm chopped off in the thresher, Rosie looked at her. Yes, well, things are very different now. I doubt that, said Lillian. That old miser high never throws anything away. Rosie thought of the dispensary at the surgery, which he'd had cause to visit once or twice, and figured there was probably something in that. Well, anyway, I'm still not getting you any heroin. After all I've done for you, said Lillian. Lillian, I have something to tell you. They had hugged their secret to themselves for weeks like fairy treasure, bedazzled by what they had created with their love. However many people had done so before them, about nineteen billion, Stephen reckoned, it could not diminish their private joy by an iota. The outside world, on the other hand... Do you think Lillian will guess? Rosie had asked. Yup, said Stephen, though it doesn't matter if she guesses or not, because, like everybody else, she asks us every ten seconds anyway. Ooh, when are you getting married? Are you going to take on your title? When are you going to have a baby? She's not getting any younger. They actually say she's not getting any younger, said Rosie, stung. She was thirty-three. Never, said Stephen quickly. They never say that. Hmm, said Rosie, who was on her way up to see her great-aunt with a little black bomber jacket, very Mary Berry, that she'd been unable to resist for her in the January sales. The problem is, Stephen was there before her, if you tell Lillian before you tell your mother, you'll be in a heap of trouble. Rosie shivered. Can you imagine? Angie, Rosie's mother, was fiercely protective of Rosie, even all the way from Australia, where she lived looking after Rosie's brother Pip's children, whom Rosie adored. In my head, said Stephen, they would both rise up into the sky and have a great fight. Then your mother would go to the size of Godzilla. Let's not tell my mother till it's here, pleaded Stephen, stroking Rosie's soft curls. And maybe not even then. She'll barely notice. Hide it every time she comes round. If she finds out, tell her we sent it to boarding school in the womb. That'll totally work, 
said Rosie. Her eyes widened. Oh my God, does it matter whether it's a girl or a boy? Stephen looked away. Seriously? Screw that. Stephen was set to inherit the huge, unprofitable, crumbling estate currently being run by his mother. His elder sister Pamela had quite a lot to say about that. Yes, but... Oh God, if it's a boy, Pamela is going to do her nut. They looked at each other and started giggling. So, said Stephen, is there anyone who isn't totally going to do their nut about this poor baby? Angie first. If this had been a cartoon, Rosie thought, there would have been heavy hairdryer lines coming out of the phone. All Angie's doubts over Stephen's suitability as husband material for her only daughter were blown away in an instant.